0: continuing in um, looking at this last week of Jesus' life, and um, today we're looking at John chapter 18, Um, uh, we'll read a bit of it in a moment, so just to quickly quickly run through. So, yesterday we were um, with Jesus in the uh, uh, upper room for that final Passover meal together, and we know that after that, uh, Jesus goes out with his disciples. And we've got that wonderful prayer of Jesus's in John chapter 17. As he prays for his disciples, he knows this, he'll be leaving them. Um, uh, and he prays for them. And he prays, of course, for us as well. Then we have the, the that it's a terribly, in a sense, distressing scene, don't we, in the Garden of Gethsemane as Jesus... Uh, aware of all that of all that it means you know asks if the father can take this cup from him if you're willing but but then he adds of course but yet not my will but yours be done and and that willingness to to go through it and in a sense that that decision is made Um, and then in this chapter here we have the arrest of Jesus Um, We have Judas coming with a gang of, well, not just a gang, a sort of mob, but including soldiers from the temple, and uh, to arrest him. I wonder actually, interestingly, whether that's why only Peter and John knew where the Passover was going to be celebrated, because if Judas had known where it was, maybe he would have, that would have been another ideal opportunity to arrest Jesus. Anyway, he knows that Jesus goes to this place, regularly. And so Judas leads a mob of people there, a crowd of people there to to arrest him and um, most of the disciples exit the scene fairly quickly, but we know that Peter and possibly john we 're not quite sure who follow Jesus when he 's arrested and taken to the to Annas, the father of Caiaphas, Caiaphas being the high priest and um, we don't know exactly what happens that night. We do know from um, Luke's Gospel that um, the guards abused Jesus that night. They mock him and beat him. And then in the morning, early, very early morning, the Sanhedrin, that Jewish council, are called together. Um, uh, it all happened so very quickly, doesn't it? That council called together for, for if you like, a trial. But it's not really a trial, because they absolutely know what, they, what outcome they're looking for. Um, and then following that, they take Jesus to Pilate very early on that Friday morning. Pilate, of course, is in, Pilate's in, Pilate's in Jerusalem um, then because of the Passover. Normally he's not in Jerusalem, he's in Caesarea. But he comes to Jerusalem because of the Passover, not to celebrate it, but because there's always that concern that Passover um, emotions and all the rest of it will spill over and there'll be some sort of trouble or even rebellion. So that's why that's probably why Pilate is in Jerusalem at this stage. And uh, when the Jews take him to um, the Jewish leaders take him to Pilate, it doesn't say this in John's gospel, but in Luke's gospel. They tell Pilate that the problem is that Jesus is claiming to be Christ, a king. That's what they say. He's claiming to be Christ, a king. They say that, obviously, because they know that's the sort of thing that's going to stir Pilate up uh, when he's so conscious of of rebellion and all the rest of it. So now we're going to read together from verse 33 to 38 of John chapter 18. 33 to 38. And so if somebody would like to um, start off reading. David Whittaker, would you start us off at verse 33? Okay, yes. Just read one or two verses maybe, and then somebody else pick up until we get to verse 38. Okay. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? I am a Jew, Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priest handed you over to me. What is, what is it you have done? Verse 36. Uh, Jesus said my kingdom is not of this world if it were my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders but now my kingdom is from another place. You are the king then said Pilate. Jesus answered you are right in saying I am a king in fact for this reason I was born and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And I, I thought this morning, we'll just think about that verse that Jill has just read to us, that last um, that last verse, 30, well, last two verses, 37. No, last verse, 37. And, um, of course, Pilate goes on after that, doesn't he, to say, what is truth? <clears throat> that famous saying, what is truth? And in a sense, uh, you can see that there's a, a, a theme. Um, obviously, there's more than one theme, but one, there is a theme of, of truth. What is truth? Yeah, if you'd all, actually, if you'd all mute yourselves for a moment, it'd be good. Yes, love. If you can mute yourself, Carol, great, brilliant. Okay. Okay. Truth. Jesus says in verse 37, for this, in fact, for this reason I was born and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth and everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So he wasn't saying I am a truth or this particular truth. He was saying I am the truth and we know Jesus was true in everything he said but it's more than just saying or speaking the truth jesus actually was the embodiment of all that is true all that is right that's that's who jesus was and that's what his whole life not just his words but his whole life testified to the truth the truth of who god was the truth of who he, he he was and is and um we see that, don't we? Even in this passage, in terms of what Jesus says, when the when Judas and the, the crowd come to arrest him, what does Jesus say? He says, "I'm He." He doesn't he doesn't try and hide. He doesn't try and pretend. Just says, "I'm He. I'm the one you're looking for." Let these other people go. When the when he's on trial, and you know, a bit, well, that mock trial with the the Jewish Sanhedrin, he says to them when they're trying to inquis, inquis him, he says, look, I spoke the truth. I said everything that I said in public, in the, in the synagogue, in the temple. I, I just, you've heard what I've said. It's not hidden. And, um, and then into Pilate, when Pilate says about him being a king, he says, yes, you're right. I am a king, but not an earthly king, not like Caesar. My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. And at the same time in this chapter, we have the contrast with people, other people who, who for different reasons, did not acknowledge the truth. So we have the Jewish priests and leaders who absolutely do not want to hear the truth. They are determined, in fact, to stop what they see as Jesus's expression of truth. And they're gonna stop it at all costs. That's how determined they are. I mean, what hypocrites they are. They they won't go into they won't go into Pilate's residence on the good, on Friday in case they make themselves unclean and not able to join in the Passover. And yet they're happy, totally willing to convict an innocent man. What hypocrisy they showed. Jesus earlier, it said to them that they were, their father was the devil. And the devil was the father of all lies. And then we have the reaction, don't we, of Peter. Jesus said when they came to arrest him, I'm he. When Peter gets confronted by the maid and one or two others in that courtyard, what does he say? I'm not him. I'm not him. because he's fearful of what the consequences would be if he testified to the truth, even though he knew Jesus and he believed in him, believed he was the truth. And last of all, we've got Pilate. (laughs) And the truth thing about Pilate is he says what is truth, but Pilate's only interested in truth if it serves his purposes. And setting Jesus free, even though he knew that was the right answer the right thing to do did not serve his purposes and so he's not really interested in truth what about us Um, what about us let's just finishing by reading these verses in john chapter 8 john chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 and Jesus says this, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you hold to my teaching, if you obey what I taught you, then you'll know the truth. You'll know in increasing measure that and, and experience increasing measure the truth, not just in knowledge, but in your but in your lives and your experience of Him. So let's be people who want to know and experience more of the truth, and experience more then of being set free from sin, not just the penalty of sin, but as we talked about Sunday a week ago set free from the power of sin in our lives the truth the truth of Jesus Christ of who he is sets us free and that's a wonderful thing